Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into Sunday's Gospel reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Danny Sullivan. And I'm Father Rob Gallia. And this podcast is presented to you by FIG Ministry. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you doing, Danielle? I am well, Father Rob. <laughs> well, it's a, a beautiful morning. We got, we're working on, on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> which is regular for you. You have all kinds of crazy hours. For me, though. Yeah, this is your sleep-in day, and we're, it's like <laughs> 9 a.m., and we're already in the office. Maybe past 9 a.m. now, but... It's okay. But you came into the office with coffee. How yeah, grateful exactly. I am for that. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, you that's paid. good. <laughs> but I, you, it was actually, you delivered yeah it was a beautiful morning i was taking my dog out for a walk and the sun was shining but it was like spitting rain mm. it was so nice annoying because then she smelled like wet dog but it was just <laughs> like a beautiful morning and then i got to go in my car and it was dry and get coffee oh very nice and where's your dog this morning we, we seem to always talk about dogs but anyway where's the dog this morning the dog um she's at my home at your home, okay. Yeah. So you're gonna go home, and your house is gonna smell like wet dog. I can't wait. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. But no, we're doing. We're in the office for a few hours today, so hopefully by the time I get home, yeah, she smells fine. And this evening, I begin mass as well. The weekend masses. I, this is one thing I love. I love being in a parish. Um, I travel a lot. Get to travel around, but I look forward always. I actually get excited um, to spend time with the parishioners. So, and then tomorrow, I. Um, we have more masses and then as an FRG ministry team, we have a big outreach tomorrow. So we're very excited about that too. Yeah. Aren't what a, what ex- a weekend. Yeah, what a weekend. So yeah, we love, we love what we do. We love that we get to do what we do. But today we're talking about something exciting about yeah. beautiful gift of prayer and prayer, which is always a struggle, always a wrestle. Um, some days are more difficult than others. How do you find prayer, Danny? You you struggle with prayer or do you, you like you're really disciplined with your prayer? Um, no, I definitely struggle. This is something that me and my spiritual director talk about every month. He's like, so Danny, how have you been? And I think every month my answer is just like inconsistent. Yeah. Like that's probably the best way to describe my prayer life. Yeah. As you're saying, like sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is great. I can get a daily rosary out and also go to daily mass. And then there's other weeks where I'm like, Oh, I haven't done that for a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, where's my rosary beans? <laughs> seem to find them and all of a sudden they're gone like so yeah i think that you know depending on mood and circumstance and things like circumstance. that circumstance <laughs> <laughs> mood and circumstance yes circumstance yeah. um it, it fluctuates yeah but yeah. and then also like when there's something in particular that you're petitioning for like then all of a sudden i have like this new fervor i'm like exactly, yeah okay yeah. absolutely got to pray every minute of every day for this intention and then when god answers that or when you know maybe it's no longer something that i need to pray about petition for yeah then it just kind of goes back down so inconsistent but, but how good it is to have something to pray for eh? um, to have mm. a desire to pray for and usually it's at the tough times times where you um there are things that you need to pray for that are not so necessarily so good but one thing i found as well is in consistency with prayers finding a prayer corner this is something that i'm discovering more and more like having just the corner which is entirely not everyone has the luxury to do that but just have a corner entirely for prayer and so getting up and coming to that corner to that place first thing in the morning i i wake up i go to this corner and in my hand i have my my vital greens so i have a power 
powder with, with veggies, like with vegetables. Um, and that's the first thing I have. I'm sitting down, I'm praying and I'm speaking to God with my vital greens. I do something similar, but I have this beautiful chair in my house and it's, it's like my favorite chair in the whole world. And mm. I sit there, but I have coffee instead. Ah, coffee is good. I have my coffee a bit later. Okay. Because I think, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I want to feed my body good, good stuff no, first thing like in the morning. This whole like petition thing when you've got something to pray for, that's so important. And I think that my friends, I'm really blessed with them, is that we like unashamedly just message each other as mm. soon as, you know, as soon as something good happens, as soon as we're struggling with something or, you know, we're waiting for results or whatever it might be. There's just mm. like this prayer tree message that just goes out to everyone and even one of my best friends at the moment is in uganda she's a missionary over there so there's lots of things that just she needs prayer for yeah, and they constantly need prayer. like it's all in god's hands because there's so much going on so every week we send an intention to each other and that's you know something that we really intentionally decided when she got on the plane we're like every week we have to pray for each other with wow. purpose and that's that's mm. such community and my mom does something similar she has a um groups as well like that she she's part of she leads one of the leadership of a of a women's only prayer group so they're all mamas they're all mom and so when one of the children um need prayer like all the mamas put it on Facebook and they're all praying. And occasionally when it's a big need, I get forwarded the message. Wow. <laughs> sort of offer this, pray for this at mass, please. And um, it's just power, you mm. see. And also today we're going to talk about persistence. And I think one of the beautiful persistences I see is in my mama. Mm. I see the way she prayed for me, but also the way she's persistent with me, patient with me. Like, for example, let me give you an example. I'm heading off to Malta um, later on and I'm, I'm going, I, my intention was to go to Malta to rest. Okay. I'm going to go for five, six, no, maybe seven days. I'm going with another priest friend of mine and I, we planned everything. And I said um, to my priest friend, we're going to have holidays. We're going to do this, this, <laughs> but then my mom comes with her persistence. <laughs> Can you come and speak at this prayer group? Can you go and pray with this person? Can you celebrate this mass? And I say, no, ma, I'm on holiday. I'm on holiday, but she doesn't say anything. But the next week she'd say, look, what if you just spoke at this group and this group? And so somehow it's just the power of, of persistence, um, but persistence in a loving and a patient way. Um, and I just found, yeah, I, I, I give in so quickly to my mama. Do you, do you find that? Like with family? Yeah, I just... gave in really quickly to your mom as well. <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> yeah, she, that's because um, she's sweet. <laughs> she's so sweet. Even about this persistence, we, she prayed for me actually while I was there. So I stayed with your family in Malta earlier this year, which was beautiful. And there was a day that I wasn't feeling well. So I stayed in, in your home, which was nice. Mm. And your mom was there and she actually had this prayer group over in the morning. Yes. And then in the afternoon she came and prayed with me and then, you know, kind of wrapped up that prayer and she's like, mm, no, I'm not done yet. And just like kept, <laughs> went back and just kept praying. Like that persistence was really yeah. evident. She's like, I'm not going to stop yet. I don't like, it's not time. Like we're going to keep praying together. Yes. So wow. that was so beautiful. And this is one of the things that will come out in today's scripture. And even though it, this is, seems to be small talk, <laughs> but this is what the gospel is about. Yeah. Um, it, it's um, it, coming to this place of, of persistent prayer that changes us, not changes God. Okay. And then we'll talk about this, but maybe Danny, shall we go into the, the, the gospel reading of today. So it's eight verses. So it's Luke 18. This will be this Sunday's gospel, Luke 18, verses one to eight. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor regarded man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, vindicate me against my adversary. For a while he refused, 
But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will vindicate her, or she will wear me out by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God vindicate his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will vindicate them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Yeah, so this, this is a beautiful gospel message about prayer and perseverance. And I th- there are two major characters in, 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 this, in this Bible verse. But uh, a thing that happens throughout the scriptures, whether it, especially the gospels, is whenever prayer is talked about, it's talked about in the perspective of, of perseverance. I mean, one verse I'm thinking about at the moment is Matthew 7, 7. We read it, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. But the actual translation is keep on asking and you will receive, keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So when it comes to prayer, it's not only about praying for something and then walking away. It's about being persistent, about knocking at the door and don't stop knocking until you get some answer. Okay, not necessarily the answer you want, but to keep knocking and keep on asking. And so here we have two characters. We have the judge and we have the widow. And let's start maybe with with the judge. The the judge in in the time we know was not a Jewish judge and there weren't any Jewish judges. Okay. okay? So when when there was a dispute, when there was a dispute, um, the people would go to the elders They'd go to the elders and they would um, settle it. A lot of the, the Muslim people do that as well. They don't have, they don't go to the judicial system. They go straight to their elders. And the Jews do that as well. So when there's a dispute, they don't go to the law courts or to a, anything public, but they sit down with the elders. And then the elders, through prayer, through intercession, through wisdom, through knowing the culture, knowing the person, knowing the family, can make that judgment. And so um, uh, so we know that this person has gone to this judge. And now these judges were people appointed by Herod or the Romans. And they were known to be corrupt people. They were known to be people who take bribes. They were known to be people who, um, uh, the, the, another word that they would uh, use for them is robber judges. They were thieves. And so they were appointed there. They were notorious for, for bringing about, so to speak, justice if you paid for it through bribes. And so you have this person, the second character, who is a, a widow who has absolutely nothing and is a symbol of poverty and defenselessness and voicelessness. And so therefore she has no, absolutely no hope of justice, no hope of paying for her justice. So yeah, widow is back in the day, like, you know, the man, the husband or the brother or the father, whoever it was, would provide for the woman. So this woman, a widow, doesn't have that. She doesn't have anyone to provide for her. She has no social standing or anything like that. She is so vulnerable. And as you're saying, Father, like she can't pay for this justice. Mm, nothing, yeah. You know, she's one of the lowest in society. And yet she keeps coming to this judge who isn't known to be merciful or kind. Yes. But she keeps persistently going to him and asking for this justice. She comes to this place, but this judge is afraid of her. Why do you think he's afraid of her? She keeps coming to him and he is worried that she's going to wear him out. But in another translation that actually means, well, the same word, means to strike. So he's pretty much just scared he's going to get a black eye. Yeah, that's right. So the same word for exhaust or Mm. wear out is the same word as um, give me a black eye or to strike me. And and the way it was struck was was you, you struck with the back of your hand and boom. He was fearful of her. 
but fearful of her persistence and eventually the persistence that might escalate to violence. So he decided to give in. And, and because of her persistence, if she asked once, no, hmm. nothing. But because of she had one weapon, she had nothing except this one weapon. And this one weapon is persistence. And this is a weapon we also have. Now, it's not to say that God is likening, is being likened to the unjust judge, but being contrasted to this judge. I think that's one really interesting thing about this parable is because in the other parables that we've read throughout Luke's gospel and in the other gospels as well, like there's the shepherd, there's the woman Mm. searching, there's so many parables where, you know, God is one of the characters, whereas in this he's not. Is the opposite of yes. the, one of the characters. And so what the parable is saying that you need to persist in prayer. You need to persist. And I, I wrote this in my book as well. And, and this is one thing that I, I, I saw again to come back to my mama, to come back to my, my mom is that she continuously prayed for me. And, and she, when she saw me in my addiction, when she saw me in my um, sort of a depression as a teenager, she would, she would kneel outside my locked room and she would pray for me. But I kept getting worse. I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But she didn't give up. She continued to pray. She continued to kneel down. She continued to cry out to God. And I am here today because of her persistence, not because of only her prayer, but because of her persistent prayer that she never gave up on me, even when things weren't going the way she wanted or expected. And I think that would have been so hard, not only for your mum. Yes, it would have been hard, but so many others that pray with this persistence is that things don't get better mm. as, you know, as soon as you start praying. And as you were saying with your mum in that example there, like things got worse before they got better. Mm-hmm. So that faith that she had to keep praying and keep praying for the same intention, even though it looked like the opposite was happening to exactly. her prayer. And that's faith. Like you said, you just said it's faith and trust in God. And this is what persistence is about. It's an act of holding on. It's an act of perseverance, an act of saying, God, I know you're not answering my prayer right now. I know things are not going the way I should. And I have prayed, but I'm going to continue praying because I'm going to continue trusting in your timing. I'm going to continue trusting in in your answer. It's a really interesting thing that you just said about timing there, like, because we... We know the passage of time. We know that 24 hours is one day mm. and that 50 years is 50 years. One years. <laughs> um, but God is outside of that time. So yeah. when we say like, you know, it's taking long for God to answer us or we need a, you know, whatever it might be, a, d- a deadline for this prayer intention, whatever it is, you know, we want to pray beforehand. Like God isn't bound to that time no. as we understand it. So it's so important to kind of hold on to that in our persistence. Like it may not look like God is answering it, but he is answering it either yes or something better is coming along, yeah. but it's always in his timing, which is like we can't grasp. And we we are in space and time. He is not. That's yeah. that's true. But also it doesn't, when we persist, even when we pray, it doesn't mean that we, we're going to get what we want when yeah. we want. And just because you persist doesn't mean you're going to get the answer the way you want the answer. But I think this is one of the things that we need to understand about prayer. Prayer is not about forcing the hand of God. It's not about changing God's mind. It's not about changing God's heart. But ultimately, prayer is about changing us. If we persist in prayer, we, rather than bringing God into our space and our time and our reasoning, we step in to the heart, the mind and the will of God. And so as we continue to pray, as we continue to persist, we begin to surrender we begin to trust. And as we begin to surrender and trust, then as prayer starts to change us, that's where answers begin. And like a a parent who doesn't necessarily give a child everything they ask for, 
because they see things from a different perspective. They see things as a whole. They see things from um, a life that is past, present, and future. But a child tends to see things in the moment and want things in the moment. So that's what prayer does. God, prayer gives us a bigger perspective, gives us God's perspective. And again, that is why we shouldn't be discouraged in prayer. Because you see, God does have a bigger perspective. God does see things differently to us. And as we do that, as we do that, our hearts are changed. And as a result, our circumstances also, our prayers are answered. And our prayers are answered not yet always in the way that we expect. And I think that like how much more so will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him and then ask him persistently. But that like more so that giving more is unfathomable to us Mm. and it doesn't always look like we think it will look like and when we pray for a particular intention like if that's not God's will and I think we were talking about this before like you know making sure that in our prayer in this petition in this persistence we always remember like in the Lord's prayer like thy will be done yes like how important is that like yes in your timing Lord and if it's your will only but then when he does answer um, and he wants to because he's not this judge. He isn't, it says this judge doesn't have regard for man. No. God has regard for us. He loves yes. us. So how much more so will he give us? And that more is just so incredible. Like I can't even begin to understand how big that must be. And it may not look like I want it to look like or yes. what I think it will look like, but it is more than I deserve and it's more than I can comprehend. And Yes, coming to that place of, of not necessarily needing to understand. Mm. And that's surrender, that's trust. And, and we're in a, a world in an age where we need to understand everything. We need to rationalize everything. But prayer is ultimately something that bring, comes about to surrender. And surrender is the biggest answer to prayer. It's the biggest healing of the heart. To be able to walk through life, not having all the answers, not having everything you want to have, just knowing that even in the absence and the desire, even in in the frustrations, there's a God who walks with us, who's with us, who has everything under control. And that is the greatest answer to prayer. That um, reminds me of something that happened just a few weeks ago. This is the difference between my sister and I. Mm. My sister is an incredible woman. She's very holy. She's beautiful. She's also the oldest in the family, so she's bossy. Mm-hmm. Like, she has flaws. Is she going to be listening to this? I think she will. She gives me feedback like 10 minutes after it gets uploaded. I'm like, thanks, Fanny. Um, she's wonderful. I love her. She's my best friend. And a few weeks ago, we both had to have the this test, and our results came back differently. Mm. And I was upset. I was angry because it wasn't the results that I wanted necessarily. Mm. And afterwards we went to mass in Melbourne at the cathedral, which was beautiful. And as we were walking to the car or to lunch, wherever we're going second, she just turns to me and she's like, you know, that was just a beautiful mass of Thanksgiving for me. Mm. And I was, my first response was anger. I was like, what do you mean you prayed Thanksgiving? Like, Mm. I'm angry. I'm upset by these results. And she's like, no, it's exactly what needed to happen. And we just have to trust that these results are fine. And I was like, I don't trust that yet. So then I'm like, because of her example, I've really made that intention in my prayer over the past, you know, since we got those results, like to change my heart. Um, to a prayer of thanksgiving, which is what you're saying, like prayer changes us. It does. And I think that the example of those around us helps so much because if I hadn't had my sister there and she hadn't vocalized that prayer of thanksgiving, I would probably still be praying that somehow a miracle can happen to change. But instead, I've been changed and my heart's been changed. And having 
a physical answer to a prayer and an answer to a physical prayer mm. is great. It's fantastic. And it does happen. Miracles do happen. I've seen miracles happen. I will continue to see miracles happen. But the greatest miracle, the greatest answer to prayer is a softening of, of a heart to the will of God. Mm. It's rather than bringing heaven down to earth, it's us being raised up to a heavenly place. So as a consequence, we can bring heaven down to earth. Mm. And so this is the persistence of, of prayer. But God does want to answer our prayer. You see, God wants to answer our prayer more than we want answer to our prayer, but not necessarily in the way that we want. So when we pray, we need to be persistent. Mm. When we ask God, we need to knock until there is so much like persistence and frustration, so to speak, like the person knocking at the door, you know, asking for bread because a guest has arrived and there's the, the person again at the back of the house and they're knocking, knocking. And the, the parable, this other parable says that the person will open because of their persistence. Mm. And again, in this parable, God is telling us to be persistent in prayer. Praying once is not enough. We need to pray without ceasing, without stopping, and, and constantly pray for others, pray for um, our intentions, the intentions of others. But um, again, ultimately surrendering to the will of God. Amen. So take this attitude of persistence into your prayer life and never stop asking, never stop mm. knocking um, and just praying with faith, even if you can't see the results. So thank you so much for listening today to the Catholic Influences podcast. We love having you on this journey with us. Uh, please subscribe so that every week you can be like my sister who listens to it as soon as it goes up. <laughs> um, Give us your feedback. We want your feedback. Um, you can do that on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at FRG Ministry or podcast at frgministry.com if email is your thing, or you can send us a letter. Snail mail. P.O. Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria, Australia, 3550. Yay. And subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe and study this. Get to know the Word of God. Fall in love with the Word of Jesus. Um, God is impacting your life and wants to speak to you but you need to spend time with his word. And I hope this podcast has helped you do just that. So get excited for this weekend's mass. Go listen, stand alert and let God speak. God bless you and we'll see you. Oh, he, you'll hear from us again next week.